Very good evening to all brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. Today is the 19th December 2023 那么阿弥陀佛，那么阿弥陀佛，那么弥勒佛，那么弥勒佛，那么普贤菩萨，那么普贤菩萨，那么地藏王菩萨，那么地藏王菩萨，那么地藏王菩萨，那么佛菩
กันนาสารปฏิเทนะดิเพนะตามาดังสินะตีโลกาที่ปังสามบุตังปุจายามิทามโนดังกันดาสัมบระยุเทนะดุเพนะหังสุกังหินะปุจายเอปุจานิยังตังปุจาบัชานามุตเตมังวันนากันดากุโนเปตังเอตังกสุมาสันทัตินปุจายามิมนินดัสสิริปาดาสารโรเหปุเจมิบดังกสุเมนานินะปุณเนนะมเตนะเจโหตุโมคังปุปังมิลายติยตาอิดังเมกายโยตตายติวินาสบาวังอาดิวาสิตุโนบันเตปานิยังปาริกาปิตังอนุคัมปังอุปาดายะปาติกังหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาสิตุโนบันเตปาลีปาริกาปิตังอนุคัมปังอุปาดายะปาติกังหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาสิตุโนบันเตปุจานังปาริกาปิตังอนุคัมปังอุปาทายะปาติกันหาตุมุตมังปุจา aspiration based on our understanding of the significance of all this puja offering significance of offering of light may this offering of light to the Buddha Brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind, and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein. Significance of offering of water. May this brook of clear cool water lead us to the pure, clear dhamma that cools and doses of the defilements of all, the fires of all defilements within our mind. Significance offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense, which we are offering to the blessed one, who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance offering of fruits. May this offering of fruits remind us of the dana parami of generosity. And the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition soon as possible. Significance of offering of flowers. May this constant offering of flowers to the blessed one strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body. So that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila samadhi and panya, leading to ultimate liberation, the bond free nibbana. Making of overall aspiration by the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, 
May our spiritual faculties of Sada, Virya, Sati, Samadhi, and Panya be further strengthened until they become balanced or powers, sharing and transfer marriage to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, let's pay respect to Vajra. Bedang Pajemi. Damang Pajemi. Sanghang Pajemi. Today, I think you all know, uh, it's 19 December 2023. Uh. It so happened to coincide with my wife's birthday. Eh? So I saw the flower. Eh? Then somebody mentioned, he said, this flower must be offered. Yeah, they want to take photo for people in Singapore to see. Eh? and So I think it's good eh? that we have it before we proceed with our meditation and our Dhammakla sharing. Sadhu, 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 Sadhu. That's why Kayamita you sing, huh? rejoice. Huh? In fact, this morning when I saw the greeting, I was also very surprised. Then my wife didn't look at the phone. That's why I helped her to reply on behalf. Okay. So remember the four support, eh? relax body and mind, then maintain awareness, then just continue to develop the ability to be aware, to stabilize the inner awareness. Eh? So that one is very important. Eh? So when you can just do these three, your mind will actually develop. You will have the ability to slowly develop the inner silence, the inner peace, the inner awareness. Because by following the first three support, you are reversing all the heedless thinking and the unnecessary Sankara activity because you just need to relax completely body and mind. To maintain an awareness means don't try to know, don't try to do anything. Whatever happens, just aware, finish. Aware, finish. When you are just aware and don't do anything else, the thinking cannot continue. The Sankara cannot continue to manifest the mundane mind, the thinking mind. And because of that, this what they call mundane thinking mind that has the mental hindrance and habitual tendency, they will start to slow down on its own. Then as it slows down, you will see the sudden shift in awareness where the mind that is normally busy thinking, chattering, verbalizing, commenting, 
stirring, creating. All this will start to slow down, slow down, slow down. So to meditate is to develop the inner awareness to see all this activity. Then when all these activities slow down until it become completely still, that is the realization of your true mind, your silent mind, your inner awareness nature. And that is what you need to develop. Then from there, if you continue to stabilize it, it will develop into the meditative mind. We call it the city, the mindfulness, the awareness. And that awareness is capable of understanding. There is a spiritual faculty that can allow you to understand spiritual teaching. And from the awareness nature, you can develop the direct seeing, the awakening, and also at the same time, silent observation of the reality, silent awareness or observation of what is going on within your own form and mind, thereby understanding clearly who are you, what are you, and who are you. Okay, so this is very important as an understanding. So you can develop this, your awareness will start to like become more and more clear, more and more prominent. Then it will stabilize and become very different. And this is what you need to meditate. We call this the silent mind, your true mind, your awareness nature within. And this is the mind that can develop clear understanding and awakening. When you are aware, when you stabilize it, you become very mindful, or we call it ever mindful. To be aware is to be mindful. Then when you stabilize it, it becomes ever mindful. So this is what heedfulness is all about. When you are ever mindful, and you use it to meditate, means constantly meditative with the awareness that you have developed. Combine these two, it makes you heedful. Then like Dhammapada verse 21 clearly explained, heedfulness is the path to the deathless. The heedful never die. Whereas heedlessness is the path to the dead. The heedless are as if dead. So when we understand this, Dhammapada verse 21, we were intent on heedfulness. And you will definitely rejoice in the rhyme of the Arya, as per Dhammapada verse 22. So Dhammapada verse 21, 22, 23, they are all related, connected to the Apamada Vaga. All of the Dhammapada verses on heedfulness, 20 of them, starting with 21, 22, 23, the first three. So understanding these three important Apamada verses leads to the understanding of the meditation as taught by the Buddha. And from there, you can develop the progress to understand his teaching. 
Otherwise, it's really not easy. Just relax, maintain awareness, then allow the awareness to stabilize. Don't try to know, don't try to do anything. Whatever that arises within your senses, just aware, finish. Any of your sense bases upon contact, aware, finish. Through this movement of awareness, you will start to understand a lot of things within your own formal mind. And self-knowledge develop on its own. And through this understanding, you will come to know a very profound understanding of who you are, what you are, and how you function as a human being. How you come into existence and what is this form and mind is all about. Is it really you? Is it a permanent unchanging entity that you can cling onto, grasp onto, hold onto and say this is me, this is I. Then when you can see things as they are, your wisdom unfolds and you become different. Then when you completely develop this awareness to silence and allow this direct seeing to see things as they are and insight into phenomena to awaken to the three universal characteristics of Anichang, Dukkang and Anatta, then your understanding transforms. You are no longer deluded, no longer uh, conditioned by what your views, opinion, conditioning and belief system tell you. So this is what meditation is all about, to awaken to the truth, to awaken to what is the reality of life and existence, and to see clearly that this form and mind chemically conditional for us to come to this existential world, to live life, to go through life, to cultivate, to develop order, whatever vows and aspiration that you have developed while you actually arise. So all these are the understanding that can become very beautiful. Okay, now I will let you meditate on your own. You all can slowly, mindfully come out of the meditation. Try to maintain whatever inner peace, inner calmness, and inner awareness that you have developed for as long as you can. Invocation to the Davis. In this universe, in the entirety, let the dainties or Davis come here. Let them hear the good teachings of the King of Sages, which gives heaven and release. Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samantha Chakawalesu Atrahagachantu Devata Saddamang Munirajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang 
ดำสมนานข้าโลอายังบาดันธาดำสมนานข้าโลอายังบาดันธาดำสมนานข้าโลอายังบาดันธานามัวตาสบากาวโตอาราหโตสัมมาสัมบุตติสนาโมตัสปะกาวโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมปตัสนาโมตัสปะกาวโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมปตัสอิติเปโสปะกาวอะระหังสัมมาสัมปโตปิจจารณสัมปันโนสุกัตโตโลกวิดูอนุตโรปุริสัตมสารติสัตตาเดวามนุสานังปุตโตบากวตีสวากาโตบากวตาดโมสันติติโกอากาลิโกเอหิปัสสกโอโอปานายโกปัจจัตังเวดิตาโกวินโอหิทิสุปฏิปันโนปะกาวโตสาวกสังโกอุยุปฏิปันโนบากวโตสาวกสังโกญาปฏิปันโนบากวโตสาวกสังโกสามิจิปฏิปันโนบากวโตสาวกสังโกยาติดังชัตารีปุริสายุกานิอัตปุริสปุกาลเอสามกาวโตสาวกสังโกอาหุนิโยปาหุนิโยลากินิโยอัญญาลิการานิโยอนุตรังปุญญาเกตังโลกาสาธิสาธุสาธุสาธุโอเคยังแค่วิสิตะ then we continue from where we stop ah I think we are at page four ninety nine we are following the commentaries as written by Master Shen Hua So we are using this volume three, chapter two, Expedient Devices. The title of the book is "The Wonderful Dharma Lotus Flower Sutta." Okay, I will continue from where we stop. Sutta, Sariputta, you should know that when I heard the sacred lines, deep, pure, and wondrous sound, I call out. Homage to all the Buddhas, and further had this doubt. I have come into a turbid, 
evil world. As the Buddha speak, I should follow in accord. Having thought upon this matter, I went straight away to Varanasi. Since the still and extinct mark of all dhammas cannot be expressed in words, I used the power of expedience to instruct the five bhikkhu. So this one is about the meet up with the five ascetics that Sakyamuni Buddha actually intend to meet up with after he gained his enlightenment. And that's how the first teaching comes about. He called it the Dhammachaka Pavatana Sutta, the first sermon as expounded by Sakyamuni. So we go and read on the outline. So Sakyamuni Buddha praises them in turn and accord with their manner of teaching then bestowal of the teaching okay so we will go through the commentaries now eh? by Shenhua. So the sutta says Sariputta you should know that when I heard the sagely lion meaning when I heard the Buddha of the ten direction praising me in this way saying that I was number one great guiding master uh, then the sutta continued, deep, pure, and wondrous sound, meaning their sound was clear and beautiful, or pure, fine. So I call out homage to all the Buddhas, Samasambuddha. The Buddha having praised Sakyamuni Buddha, Sakyamuni Buddha then praised them back. This is the Buddhas praising each other. Then the next part of the Sutta says, And further had this thought, I have come into a turbid, evil world. I have now appeared within the Saha world, the world of five, turbidity, and evil world. It means at that time, there is hardly any Dhamma. Everywhere is like very turbid. Eh? means you cannot see clearly. Yeah. So the five turbidities yeah, leading to an evil world. As the Buddha speak, I should follow in echo. The commentary's explanation is, since I have come into this evil world, I shall speak the Dhamma in the same manner as all the Buddhas of the Ten Direction. I shall employ the same technique or methods. Then the Sutta continued, having thought upon this matter, meaning when I have done thinking over this thing, I went straight away to Varanasi. Varanasi is the dear park where the Buddha delivered the first sermon to the five ascetics. Then the commentary said, why do they call it the dear park? Once there were two dear kings living there. One dear king was a former incarnation, was a former incarnation, many births and many eons ago, of Sakyamuni Buddha. He was a compassionate dear king. The other dear king was a former incarnation of Devadatta. So there was a story. Eh? At that time, the king of the country often went out to hunt deer 
It took many people along with him and killed many deer on an expedition. So many deer were killed that they were on the verge of becoming extinct altogether. The two deer kings had a meeting and decided that the deer king, who was to be a Samasambuddha, would go present a petition to the king, begging him for clemency. What kind of petition shall we present? asked the deer king, the other deer king. The compassionate dear king said, We shall tell the king that every day we will send him two deer for his food. Then our herds will not become extinct, and the king will have fresh Venetian every day. I am sure the king will agree to this. If he does not, pretty soon we will all be dead, and he will not have any deer meat at all. Besides, he cannot possibly eat that much meat. I will bet he lets most of it rot. The dear king Devadatta said, Okay, let us go, asked him. And the two of them went to the palace to present their requests. When they arrived at the, king, at the gate, they met the palace guard, who immediately drew his sword to slaughter them. Don't kill us, the two deer cried. We have come today for an audience with the king. We want to present him with a petition. The guard was quite taken aback. Weird, he said. Talking deer. And he ran to tell the king that two talking deer, oh, for heaven's sake, had come to see the king. The king raised an eyebrow and looked at the guard. Talking deer? Oh yes, well, tell them to come in, and we will see what kind of strange creature they are. The two deer came in and politely spoke with the king. You have been hunting our herds, your majesty, and many of our deer have been killed. You cannot possibly eat that much meat every day, can you? If you keep it up, we will disappear altogether, and you will not have any meat to eat. So we have a petition to present to you. Every day we will send two deer to you to eat. Then you will not have to go hunting, but you will have meat to eat every day. At that time there was no refrigeration. If you continue to kill us at this rate, at the rate you have been, you will wipe us out. The king was already surprised to hear deer talking like people. He thought their request was logical, logically very sound and agreed. Every day you can send us two deer, he said, and that is just what they need. So one day the deer king who was to be Sakyamuni Buddha appeared in the palace gate as food for the king. The king recognized the deer and said, You are the king of the deer. How can you offer yourself? Have all the other deer in the herd been eaten or what? The compassionate deer king said, Not only was there remain deer in our herds, but their numbers are increasing daily. 
We two, dear king, each watch over five hundred deer. Of the five hundred, only one goes each day as an offering to your majesty. Majesty, every day many thrones are born. So now our retinues have redoubled several times over. But now, for a special reason, I myself have come as your daily offering. But why? asked the king. Today's deer from my herd came with no problem. But in Devadatta's herd, there was trouble. The deer selected to go happened to be pregnant. Her baby was due in a day or two, and she begged Devadatta to let her trade places with someone else, saying that when his when her baby was born, she would gladly go to the king for their food. But Devadatta would not hear her of it. She came to me and asked me if a deer in my herd would trade for her. None of my deer wanted to go, of course. So I volunteered myself, and here I am. When the king heard this, he thought, how strange. Basically, deers are living creatures, just like people. Why should I eat deer meat every day? They have feelings, just like people do. Then he chanted a verse. You are a person with a deer's head, he cried. And though I am a person, I am just a deer inside. But from this day forward, only vegetables I will eat. I will never eat meat or eat another living being's meat. You have the head of a deer, he said. But your heart is extremely kind and compassionate. Your heart is even bigger than that of most human beings. Now I may have a human head, but my heart is not as good as that of a deer. So from today on, I am not going to eat meat. And so the king was moved to become a vegetarian. This is the reason that this particular place was called the Deer Park. It was a place of blue mountain and crystal clear stream. There were many cultivators there. In the past, Sakyamuni Buddha had five fellow cultivators. Three were relatives on his mother's side and two were relatives on his mother's side. They followed him when he left home and cultivated with him. However, three of them could not endure the suffering and ran away. Sakyamuni Buddha, while meditating in the Himalayas, ate only one sesame street, a seed, and one grain of rice a day. Three of them could not take it and ran off to the deer park. Two remained with the Buddha. At that time, the Buddha was so thin that he looked like a heap of firewood. Then a shepherd a shepherdess brought him an offering of rice, gruel, and milk, or they, they call it the milk rice. This must be sujata. Huh? The Buddha was very pleased and ate it. His two companions exclaimed, 
is finished, he's useless. He will never realize away what a glutton. Someone gave him some muck, and he drank it. Cultivating means enduring suffering, and he can no longer endure it, obviously. We are not going to stick around with someone like that. Let us go. So the Buddha was left all by himself. Later he went to sit beneath the Bohi tree. One night, he saw a bright star and awakened to the way. Sakyamuni Buddha endured a great beetle, a great deal of bitterness in his cultivation. And we ran into a bit of difficulty and cannot stand it. How do we measure up to Sakyamuni Buddha? So this is commentary by Xuanhua. Huh? Actually, this one according to the Sutta for about six years while he was searching for truth he actually suffered where he was doing it following the austere very austere type of practice means they believe in torturing themselves enduring all the suffering and pain and take very little food. Yeah. That's why later on, when Sakyamuni Buddha awakened, then he realized these are the wrong way, or it's foolish to actually go this way. That's why he started off the teaching by saying the two extremes are to be avoided. And the two extremes are related to sensual indulgent and self-mortification. On the other extreme is to indulge in all the senses, the good food, comfort, and all these things. If you have such condition, it's very difficult for you to cultivate. Then the other one is having the wrong view, to believe that self-mortification, if you mortify yourself and create more and more suffering for yourself. One day when all your suffering no more, you will become enlightened. Yeah. Means they believe they have to finish off their karma, allow the karmic suffering to actually take its course in order to realize enlightenment. So all these are deluded wrong view. Okay, go back to the sharing. <coughs> And the next part of the sutta says, Since the steel and extinct mark of all dhammas cannot be expressed in the word, means the steel extinction of that realization that Sakyamuni Buddha has come across underneath the Bohi tree, they are so profound, so extraordinary, that it's so difficult for people to understand. There is beyond word, beyond thought. Yeah. Because he realized the cessation of form and mind. Then when he came out, he understood everything. So the commentary we read through, see what Xianhua explained. <coughs> Xianhua said, when the Buddha went to the deer park to teach, 
He knew that all Dhammas are marked with steel extinction. They have no appearance. The mark of steel extinction, however, is basically ineffable. Ineffable. That is, you cannot express it in words. The path of language has come to an end. The place of the mind's activity has been cast aside. Means beyond thought, beyond mind. Then the Sutta said, I use the power of experience to instruct the five people. So the commentary said he spoke the Dhamma for the sake of this is Kondanya. Uh, they use that title, Ajanata Kondanya, and the others. The five ascetic or bhikkhu were the first to receive the Buddha's teaching when he went to the deer park after realizing the enlightenment. They were the five who accompanied him when he left the home life. Three of them ran off because they were afraid of suffering, and two of them ran off because they were afraid of enjoying themselves. Then after the Buddha realized the way, he observed the causes and conditions and saw the five ascetic cultivating in the deer park. So he decided he should go there and teach the five ascetic. Uh, this is where the teaching starts, eh? the Dhammachakapavatana Sutta, the three turnings of the Four Noble Truth. Okay, from now onward, it will be interesting. Yeah? So, the next part of the Sutta, we continue. Eh? This was called the turning of the Dhamma wheel. That's why the title of the first sermon is Dhamma Chaka Pavatana Sutta. Dhamma Chaka is the Dhamma wheel. So Dhammachakapavatana Sutta is the first turning of the Dhamma wheel. <laughs> then came the sound of Nirvana, as well as Arahanchi, Dhamma and the Sangha, various names, from remote aeons onward, I have praised and shown Nirvana's Dhamma. As the final birth, Oh, sorry, as the final end of birth and death, suffering means to transcend birth and death. Eh? Always have I spoke past. Sariputta, you should know, I saw disciples of the Buddha resolutely seeking the Buddha way. Limitless thousands of myriads of millions of them all with hearts of reverence, all coming before the Buddha. They had heard from former Buddhas expedient teachings of the Dhamma. This causes me to think. The reason why the thus come one appear is to teach the wisdom of the Buddha. And now the time is exactly right. Sakyamuni, you should know. Sariputta. Oh, sorry. Sariputta, you should know. 
Those without faculties and slight wisdom, those attached to monks, the arrogant, cannot believe this Dhamma. I now rejoice and have no fear, and among the Bodhisattvas, I shall cast expedient aside and be straightforward, speaking only of the supreme power. When the Bodhisattva have heard this Dhamma, the network of their Tao will be destroyed. Twelve hundred Arahants were all attained to Buddhahood. So that was the Suttapat. Then the outline. The receiving, the practice, the realization, and the entry into the teaching, resolving doubt, revealing the actual. Okay, then we go into the commentary. Now, this part onward is very interesting. Eh? This is where the teachings of the Four Noble Truth and its three turning. So, this is Dhammachaka Pavatana Sutta. Eh? The Sutta said, This was called the turning of the Dhamma wheel. What is meant by the three turnings of the Four Noble Truth? The Buddha expounded upon the Four Noble Truth in three ways. called three turnings. In the first turning, he said to the five bhikkhu, This is suffering. Its nature is oppressive. This is the origination of suffering. Its nature is ductive. This is a cessation of suffering or extinction. Its nature is that it can be certified to then this is the way to enlightenment or to cessation. Its nature is that it can be cultivated. So this one is the Mahayana's uh, actually uh, expression of the first turning. But according to Theravada Sutta, Sakyamuni Buddha just proclaimed all the Four Noble Truths as we have studied them. So this one, if I'm not wrong, the Mahayana actually, they summarize it. They didn't go into this. So the first turning is actually not this. The first turning is actually the proclamation of the Four Noble Truths as it is. Means the first Noble Truth of Dukkha. Sakyamuni Buddha say there are eight causes and conditions, or what we call realities of life and existence. When you confront them without understanding, suffering is the result. So, under the proclamation, the Buddha mentioned, birth is suffering, old age, sickness, disease, and aging is suffering. Then, separation is suffering. Then to be with the one which you don't like is suffering. Then not able to get what you want when things don't go your way is suffering. Then finally, the eighth reality, he said, in short, it is due to your security that condition you to grasp and cling onto the fire aggregate of form and mind, or the so-called living being or living being. 
is suffering means the five aggregates of grasping, clinging, attachment is suffering. So this is the proclamation, the noble truth. Yeah. But they, suff they summarize it by saying that this is suffering, but they didn't recite the proclamation. Then he just explained its nature is oppressive, uh, means cause uh, a lot of unnecessary mental and physical suffering. Uh, then the second noble truth is actually the proclamation is different. Under the second noble truth, the Buddha say, whatever that give rise to suffering under the first noble truth in reality, there is a cause behind the origination of suffering. And the cause is very simple, is it? It is sakayadity that condition us to grasp and cling and hold on to the five aggregate of form and mind that I call dukkha. So craving is the word that the Theravada tradition actually used. Uh, that's why craving tangha become a very powerful word. So craving, there are two types, positive and negative craving. Then under the teaching, there are three types of craving. Craving for existence and craving for non-existence. Then the first one is kamatangha or uh, sensual craving. Yeah. So here, kama is K-A-M-A, -A, huh? not the K-A-R-M-A. -A, huh? That one is kamiks, kama. This one is sensual, kama, tangha. So sensual craving is the first craving. And that one, through the senses, you attach and you cling. Then the other craving is craving to be, bawa tangha, to become somebody, to become something, uh, to excel in whatever. Then the last one, when you find it very troublesome and giving rise to a lot of problem, then you decide not to have that type of life. So the third type of craving is called Vibhavatangha. Craving not to be after you have gone through the process, especially for us living beings, when we go through our career path or whatever, striving. At first, we aim for promotion to become promoted to more senior position. Then finally, our aim is, of course, to become the top in the organization, the CEO position or the MD's position or what. But then, as you climb the corporate ladder, you realize there is a lot of problem, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of uh, uncultured way of uh, politics. So all this actually create a lot of stress in the process. And in order 
to actually go through all this. All those who went through the process will finally come to realize because of all the backstabbing and all those unscrupulous activity within the corporate world. Somehow, one day, you will also end up no more there. Yeah. And when that thing happened, actually before that thing happened, most of them will realize it's better not to sit on that seat because it's a hot seat, really, really hot seat. Uh, very popular, everybody aiming, and they can do all sorts of unscrupulous uh, activity in order to get to that seat. So this is what they say, craving is the cause of suffering. So the three types of craving we need to understand as an essential craving is to be restrained. Yeah? Means you must have what they call uh, discipline to abstain yeah? or restrain from all this temptation within life, within existence. So sensual craving can actually bring about a lot of downfall or what we call deluded activity. So when you have craving for the senses, you will actually violate the precepts. You can actually scheme, plan, yeah? and actually try to do all those shortcutting yeah? to get what you want. So that craving force is very strong. Yeah. That way you cannot get what you want when things don't go your way, when your expectations in life are not met. The negative craving manifests. You become angry. You develop envy, jealousy, hatred, dislike. So these are the positive and negative craving force driving the living being. We call it the duality of life. Your like and dislike, pleasant and unpleasant sensation. Then craving to be and not to be is to enhance the sacredity, the self-delusion. So all this within the proclamation when you understand the first turning can be very beautiful. But here, the way uh, Mahayana expresses it is for you to only uh, focus on the summary of the Four Noble Truths. But as far as my nature understands, the proclamation are more important. The proclamation is very beautiful. Like I always explain to you all. The first Noble Truth is the Noble Truth of Dukkha. Means this is a noble truth by itself. When you understand this noble truth, you can become noble ones, enlightened ones. So the eighth condition that can bring about suffering, if you don't have the Dhamma understanding, these are the realities of life and existence that each and every living being, no matter who you are, if you live life long enough, you will have to confront them. So confronting this reality without understanding the resultant 
is suffering. That's why we sometimes call it uh, the realities of life and existence. Uh, or sometimes you can put it as uh, there is another word to describe this first number two. Uh, we call it the I forgot the other word already. It's when you confront them without understanding, you suffer. That's why it's called the noble truth of dukkha, suffering. Then you have to listen attentively to the eight conditions to understand that these are reality. And when you are subject to this reality, you cannot have the wisdom to come to terms with it, to be at peace with it, then it will condition your suffering because you will deludedly grab, cling, and attach to all this yeah. due to your sakayadity or self-delusion. And especially the first four, birth, old age, sickness, and death, like what Sakyamuni Buddha has been teaching uh, the devotees and the disciples at that time. He introduced the five daily contemplation to let cultivator of the way understand the significance of this first noble truth reality. So under the first three daily contemplation, he said, this body of ours is of the nature to be born. It's of the nature to fall sick. It's of the nature to pass or to die. For it has not gone beyond old age, sickness, and death. Means this physical body is not what you think. Means this one make up only the four elements. No knowing can never be you. So this physical body goes the way of nature. That's why it's subject to nature's forces and conditions. That's why it's, it's of the nature to grow old, get sick, and finally die. Whatever that is born will go the way of nature. So this understanding, when you contemplate and reflect, every day, that's why it's called the five daily contemplation, the first three, then you will not develop the delusion. You will awaken to it. If this body is of the nature to grow old, get sick and die, I mean, this is a reality. I need to accept it. I need to come to terms with it. Then if I have the understanding of it, then I won't suffer. That's why his teaching is to teach you to see all this clearly. This physical body of ours is of the nature to grow old, get sick and die because it's dependent originating, condition arising, cause of phenomenon. It's not a permanent unchanging entity. Cannot be owned, cannot be possessed. And you cannot say this is me, this is I because it's not a permanent unchanging entity. That's why from there, your mind actually can develop a type of wisdom that enables you to liberate your mind and free.
Then the fourth contemplation is about separation. Is to give you the understanding that everything you believe you can own, possess, or have, they don't really belong to you. They are all conditioned arising entity, dependent originating phenomena. Not a permanent unchanging entity that you can hold on to, grasp on to, cling on to, and say, This is me, this is I. Therefore, all this can be mine. No such thing. Then the fifth daily contemplation is about the law of karma and all those things. So the first turning, actually, under the Theravada Sutta, you read the Dhammachaka Pavatana Sutta, it is very clear, it's explained clearly by Sakyamuni. But these are recited over the years, and the accuracy of this uh, proclamation are there for you to actually investigate into. And when the first time I read it in 1971, I remember, my nature just understood. And there was so much joy. No need to search. This is it. Nobody can do that. Able to summarize to us all of life, the mundane and the supramundane. So all of life is, they explain to you not only the mundane aspect of life, means the secret of life, but the supramundane also. So when you understand the secret of life, you will know how to live life. Then the supramundane is the solution to life. That's why under the Four Noble Truths, the first turning, the third Noble Truth, the Buddha explained very clearly. He said, suffering need not be. Cessation of suffering, which is the realization of Nibbana, is possible. That one is the supramundane. Then he not only explain to you that this cessation is possible, but under the fourth noble truth, he said, there is this noble eightfold power. If you are to cultivate it, it will lead to the end of all suffering. This is the meditation, because we develop the meditation to free our mind from suffering. Right? We develop enlightenment is to free our mind from suffering. Right? So the fourth noble truth is very clear, very specific. If you cultivate this noble eightfold path, it will lead to the understanding of this noble eightfold path qualities or embodiment of noble eightfold path. And then it will lead to the end of all suffering. Means you don't have to confront them with delusion anymore. You can rise above and liberate your mind. So this is how you understand life. This is how you transcend life. So to understand life, the first noble truth is the realities of life. You realize the eight conditions cover every aspect of our life. That's why it's called the realities of life and existence. Then the second noble truth is the cause of its arising. When you don't have the Dharma understanding, you deludedly grasp and cling onto it and develop the craving, then suffering comes to be. 
So when you have developed the understanding of the first two noble truth proclamation means you know what suffering is, the eight reality. Then you know the cause behind its arising. Definitely you can do something about your life, isn't it? True or not? When you know the cause behind its arising and when you know that this is suffering, so next time when you confront them, you don't have to be so deluded like before. You can manage it much better. If I know this is suffering, I will not allow it to arise. And if I know the cause is craving, then I must develop the wisdom to transcend that delusion. That's why we need to meditate, develop awareness-based meditation, to insight into phenomena, to awaken to the reality of life and again, to see clearly that this form and mind, the five aggregates, they are not you. They are all dependent originating phenomena, condition arising phenomena. So meditative wisdom born of mindfulness or awareness based meditation can lead to this understanding. Then when you develop the understanding, you can realize that the noble truth is a cessation of dukkha. So this is how the teaching is to be understood. Okay, we go back to the sharing, eh? then I explain. So the first turning, forget about what they put here. You just go direct into the proclamation part by the uh, Theroda teaching, eh? according to Theroda teaching. Eh? Means the proclamation of the Four Noble Truth. So, under the proclamation, if you can understand it, then you will understand life. Then you will know how to live life. Then you can reap the fruit of that understanding. That's why existence becomes wonderful. When you realize true emptiness, empty nature of existence, life becomes wonderful, meaningful. So we read on. He said, this is suffering, it's oppressive. This is origination. It has the nature of seduction. It comes through craving, the three types of craving that I've explained to you. You bring this affliction upon yourself. Then this is extinction. Extinction is actually cessation. The, word, the correct word is cessation of form and mind. Cessation refer to the still cessation of nirvana. Actually, <laughs> the word still is actually not that realization of nirvana. But they add in this word extinction. So the individual extinction is like no more in existence. Extinct already. But it's actually not the correct expression. But the realization of Nibbana is the complete cessation of the form and mind, even the pure awareness also no more. That's why it's beyond word, beyond description. You cannot talk about it, but there is no concept, no word, nothing. The whole thing ceases. The mundane mind realizes itself and ceases. Even the pure awareness to be aware also no more. 
So that still extinction, in fact, stillness is not nibbana, nibbana When there is no thought activity, then the pure awareness, the true mind, which was originally there, they will manifest. And that one is not nibbana. No. That's why a lot of people got it wrong. They say the absence of suffering is nibbana. You heard this very often, you know? yeah? When you don't have any more suffering, there is enlightenment, you know? nibbana. You know? So when you read it, metta, do you have suffering? You don't have it. You know? Is that nibbana? No, nothing to do with it. Nibbana is cessation. Even that pure awareness nature, when you realize your true mind, the silent mind, without any sankara activity, without any mundane aggregates, that is still not nibbana. That is just your pure awareness nature. That is just your pure mind or your true mind, your silent mind. We call it the tranquility and stillness of mind means that mind is completely still, tranquil, no thought activity, no sankara activity, no movement at all, completely still, and that is still not nibbana. That's why they have to use word like still extinction. Actually, it's not. The correct word is cessation. Yeah. Cessation. Everything ceases. Yeah. So extinction refer to the still extinction of nirvana, which is for virtue of permanence, bliss, true self, and purity. So this one, the Mahayana actually use word to describe. That's why it cannot be described. You, you cannot say it's permanent. You see, when you realize that, yeah, means it's not somebody realizing it, you know. The form and mind that realizes itself cease and all. So the entity, which is the five aggregate of form and mind, completely cease. You know? So how can you say it's an experience where it is permanent, blissful? Now, of course, they use the word true self and purity. You want to say purity, maybe there is a slightly uh, close meaning eh, to it. But it cannot be described. That true self eh, is like the true mind. That one, the pure awareness nature, is not Nibbana. Nibbana is not this one. So all these four virtues that the mind uh, used to describe, I think is the way they understand it and the choice of word. It is actually not like that. Then we read on. Eh? Shen Hua said, you can certify to that cessation. And that is very true. It can be realized. Cessation of form and mind can be realized. You can certify to it. Then this is the way you can cultivate it. Which means, the Noble Eightfold Path, which can lead to the end of all suffering, can be cultivated. So when you cultivate it, you can realize the enlightenment in the here and the now, and thereby certify. 
to the realization of Nibbana. But here the, they, they like to use the word the four virtue of Nibbana. They want to describe what Nibbana is. Like something permanent. Yeah? Where you can own it, your true self. And it's like blissful purity. Yeah. Actually, it comes from the statement that Sakyamuni Buddha actually spoke. He said, Nibbana Paramang Sukang. You know what is that meaning? Uh, Nibbana is the highest peace. Sukang actually is happiness. Yeah? Happiness. But the actual meaning is highest peace. Because when there is complete cessation, there is no hesitation of the form and mind. The mundane mind does not arise at all. That's why it's the highest peace. There is no other state of peace that can be higher than the cessation of form and mind. Even that pure mind, when you realize the complete cessation of thinking, Cessation of thinking is not Nibbana yet. When all of your mundane thinking stops, the mind becomes tranquil, still. And that awareness nature is there. And that is not cessation. That one is the pure awareness nature, your true mind, your silent mind, the first to come out from the source. Yeah. So understanding that is very important. Okay? You go back to the uh, sharing, yeah. but Mahayana like to use that four thing. Yeah. So anyway, we just leave it. Yeah. For you to develop your own understanding, you must tell yourself, unless you go through that cessation, you can never understand what this is. Yeah. So just let things be. Yeah. Then in the second turning, ah, this one is very beautiful. Second turning. Oh, I think we stop here. 9.53 already. Okay, we mark here. <laughs> then we stop here. Then I explain the next session. Yeah. But we have to wait till next year. We have, today is our last class for the year. After that is Christmas already. Yeah. Then Thursday class cancelled. We are really not back yet. So we will suspend all the other classes until next year. Yeah. Uh, I checked the date, uh, first week of January. Yeah. First is holiday, so have your holiday. And also, a lot of us, I think, may have to prepare for New Year and all those things. So my wife also telling me, uh, uh, December month and January have to prepare for New Year. Uh, oh, okay, so we managed to get the date. Okay. So which means 2nd of January is Tuesday. So we can have it on 2nd of January. We will resume 2nd of January. Okay. We shall now continue our second session. I think we're supposed to get Song to continue the sharing. But they managed to convince my wife to say a few words. <laughs> because today is a happy occasion. Maybe expression of thank. Look,
first you would like to thank uh, or uh, then those talk uh, uh. okay so then Wayao 我们大家互相扶持 因为我有时候也很stubborn，他每次敲敲头咯，被敲。但是大家都知道，每个人都有个人的习气，还是要一直呃怎么样，就是说一层一层的去清除啊，简单讲就是去。你要有wisdom，然后一层一层的去呃明白了，然后你悟到了，你就会不再执着，然后你就清清净了。很多就是自找的，自找麻烦。至少你看到的时候坚定的时间没有说长短，只是我们一直修。希望大家努力，加油！萨德，萨德，萨德。Okay，那他对为Mandria表达。So <笑> my wife message is very good. I say sadu, sadu, sadu to all I kaimita. May the triple gem bless, protect, and guide us always. May our noble wishes and Aspiration be fulfilled as soon as possible. But the Mandarin one is better. Huh? Uh, 
无悔增进，早日正成果。嗯，大家精进、执行、醒觉的修行。Strike on with hatefulness, Omitofo. 啊，阿弥陀佛，感恩。沙德，沙德，沙德。Let us rejoice. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Very good. Radio Mr. Steel Organic Car. Morning, morning. Ah, here I want to wish Mr. Steel a happy Christmas, a healthy car, and a full health. Sadu. Ah, Radio, let me share some of my experience. Ah, that. Okay, when I go back to my mother's house, then I just every day. 一直要面对他，他那个的、嗯、for the first two weeks， 他是一直躺在床上，所、嗯、以、so, 一直要一直要去 take care 他的时候 ，then out of sudden， 我就我整个很像我我就我在 serve 他的过程中，我我整个讲，哎，这个就是 first noble truth 的那个两个 reality， 就是老跟病，对，然后我就一直我在 serve 的过程中就去呃来。你去 feel 哈、哦，你去呃、uh, contemplate， 你去 reflect， 你看到他的每一种的那种 reactions， 他的那一种哈，然后你去 contemplate 说，我们每如果 after twenty years later， 我也会经过，哦，我也会经过这样的呃呃这样的过程，嗯，但 at the same time。那个时候，比如就你的那个 Tuesday class 的 Unicode 啊、uh, ，我记得那个 Unicode ninety seven， 你在 share 这个 First Noble Truth Three Turning， 对对，然后我就哎，我一听到了以后，然后我就借用这个 condition， 哦，跟那个 Dharma talk， 然后我就去 contemplate， 就去看，就去 learn 怎样的去从这个呃 Three Turning 里面去 understand 这个呃这这这啊这两个 reality， 所以呃。然后过后，呃，因为我们有时想去啊、呃、hospital， 等、嗯、你去了 hospital， 哇，垃圾多的那种老人哈、哦，更多的那种哈、哦，所以你就一直， yeah, yeah, yeah. 你就看到了很多的那种呃 first noble truth 的那种 reality 哈、哦，就每一天就一直在在呃在在啊、呃、面对和、哦、在看他们。等我晚上我有时间，我就一直在听那些大妈 talk。嗯，是啊。所以我一直就和、哦、同时我一直在呃，就是一直有去呃 reflect 跟 contemplate。这个老跟这个啊病，所以呃，我我们是 one month later 的时候，有一天我们早上去呃 general hospital， 说、嗯 so, 呃，我们去那个骨科的 ER 那个 department，、啊、哇，就很多的老人哦，哇，坐轮椅的啦，脚断的啦，或拿包夹的啦，哇，因为他是骨科的，对，因为我呃，我们 morning after register 了以后。我就看到哇，一堆的那种哈、哦，那种啊，病人和、哦、老人 ，especially 很多是老的、嗯，都是有骨骼有问题的啊，哈、哦，我就一直看，我就这样子，我我就这样子看着他们，我 silent 的这样子看着，然后我就坐在那边 ，after that 我就静静的坐住，忽然间那个呃，忽然间那个 tree right view 整个这样子 arise 上来，就是哈，他就讲。这样上来，哎、yeah, yeah. ，我就整个就看到，我就 understand， the next moment 我就整个就很像看从他们的身上看到了那个 tree right view， 我就整个知道，哎，好，我就整个知道<笑>啊，就，然后我就知道整天的去拎那个 tree right view 往这一些啊、呃，这个啊啊、呃呃，这两个 reality 里面， yeah, yeah, yeah. 
啊，这个就是呃一个那个呃过程。Yeah, very penetrative one.、嗯、because 你一了解了 ，especially old age and disease and sickness. So getting old, getting sick, to be subject to all these type of realities of life and existence. Because these are reality as we grow old, as we age. Aging is a reality that many people cannot endure. But when we have the condition to witness them, especially like Song's case, last time when I saw my mother, my father also same. Then of course, people who are not close to you, you may not feel it that way. But for people who are close to you, you can actually feel it. Then when I saw my mother admitted to the ICU, ah,、uh, heart attack and all those things, then when I visited her, ah,、uh, almost every night, then she told me he said she wants to be discharged because at that time he she told me, my mother told me, he said it's. Terrible to stay in the ward. I said, "Why?" He said, "Every day, so many people die. Oh, because her that ward is a lot of heart patient on. A lot actually, any time can go on. Then at that time, ah,、uh, he she was lucky, you know, because when we admit her, because U H the facility was actually quite good." Then she get admitted, but later on because the third class ward ah become like too many patient no, they don't have don't have enough bed no. Then some of them they just uh let it like along the corridor wait to be admitted and all this. So there was a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. You know? Then. She, my mother, very sensitive to all this. And when people die, she know one. Yeah. And the moment I reach there, the next night he said, he said, she wants to be discharged.、So、I said, okay, can, no problem. Then we talk to the doctor, and after that we arrange for her to be discharged. And she got the medication. Then she came back. That's why she was on the medication. So all this witnessing. Huh? Of the realities of life and existence, especially old age sickness. These two, they are very powerful. Of course, death is also traumatic.、Huh? So what Song saw a lot in the hospital was where most of the patient, especially he say orthopedic, ah, Guka, you got a lot of. No, 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 orthopedic. I think orthopedic. No, no, no. This one is guke ah, bones ah, fracture and all those things. <laughs> Not that 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 <laughs> thing one. They are different. This one is the mother had a fall, then the operation, then、uh, they got to fix back the bones and all those things. Yeah. So that one is orthopedic. Yeah. Where I got a classmate very good in Penang,、yeah. uh, orthopedic surgeon. So there you will see and witness a lot of all this. So. If you don't have the dharma to understand all this, you cannot go through one. You will suffer. 
That's why you can see a lot of old people actually confronting all this without understanding. They really suffer. And I managed to talk to Chi Wei because the son has an accident and the wife also go through the kneecap operation. Then those Kayamita that actually went through the operation, actually you hear direct from them the pain is actuating pain, very severe pain. And like Chi Wei told us, he said, the wife have to take painkiller to endure. But the mind was very determined because they have the dhamma. They know they have to endure and they have to actually go through the physiotherapy and all those things to recover. Otherwise, it will deteriorate. So all this is what we call, that's why under our four basic vow of the Bodhisattva, the second one, you remember, to endure and severe all suffering. That is the wisdom that is needed. Because all this reality, when it comes, when you confront them, first, you need to endure. Well, these are reality. Before you have the help from the hospital or the medical team and all those things, you have to endure, understand not? Well, that is a reality. I always say we got two choices. To accept the reality, endure, and be able to be at peace with it. The other one is attach, cling, and become miserable away. Yeah. You can go and complain. Do what you like. Yeah. Cry, shriek, <laughs> but these are reality. So when you have the Dhamma understanding and wisdom, you will know how to endure. Then finally, through that understanding, you will awaken to that reality. Like I said, the analogy given by the Buddha is very good. The feeling that condition craving that is the link that's why he said the three right view came very clear you will develop the understanding then that second right view feeling condition craving they become very fast like instantaneous and you straight away grabs onto the pain and all those things but when you know that feeling is like bubble. Arise and pass away. Arise and then you silence your mind. You maintain awareness. Then you really see it arising and passing away. It's just that consciousness. But when you deliberately grasp and cling onto it, thinking that it's you who is suffering, the suffering multiplies, magnify, and you really become miserable. Yes, I went through it. In the early days, when I was having that, uh, I told you a uh, pause, uh, not really pause, uh, fistula. I was having the fistula in my anus there, the buttock there. Then finally, I went through the operation. Before that, before they do the IND, yeah, you know the pain is actually very severe, but that is the reality. And I knew I had to do something about it, I had to attend to it. But I went through it because it, it really, uh, the, the thing uh, really grow until uh, inside there, all the blood uh, has become pus, uh, P-U-S, uh, uh, nana. And that one is very painful one though. Uh, but I can endure because I was able to silence and be with it. 
Then when I went and see my classmate, he asked me what happened. I said, I need you to help me to check what happened. I said, very painful. Then he asked me to lie down. Then he, ah, he said, this one, very kaulat one, he said. So he said, I will do an IND for you. You will have immediate relief. Oh, really? IND. You know what is IND? Incision and? What is D? Drain. Incision and drain. So he drain out the past, everything. How oh, you feel relief? Then he said, don't be happy. After three, four days, it will come back. It will haunt you again. Then he said, don't worry. I got a specialist who is an expert in this, he said. Uh, they all doctors, uh, they know or not. He recommend me one specialist of Samuel Tay in uh, Subang, specialist center. He said, this one is an expert down there. On it. Uh, everything you need to do, you go and see him. So I went and see him. Then when I went and see him, uh, it was actually uh, another three, four days a year. Then I have that thing starting to develop again. No? And I said, then when he checked on me, uh, I said, doctor, doctor, can you give me a quick IND? Uh? He said, I don't do this one. <laughs> he said, he's a specialist. He operate on me. Uh, he said, he will not do the IND. Uh, but it's temporary. <laughs> it's not a permanent fix. So it's like that one is non-dhamma way. That is uh, not a permanent fix. So I said, wow, like that how? He said, if you are comfortable, I can admit you, he said. Yeah. I said, when is the earliest day? He said, anytime. When you're free, you come. He said. Then after that, I told him, I said, I'm flying off to US, LA with my family. Four days later. I said, after the operation, how? He said, like that. I will arrange a ring for you to sit, he said. You know why it's a ring or not? So that my buttock don't touch the seat. Uh, so that there's an empty hole there. Oh, I say like that. Never mind lah, I say. Okay lah, I say. Four days. Well, I confidently say no problem. Well, I understand. I can endure. So, I say, after the operation, how long? He say maybe two, three hours. And my one end up four hours. Because he said got three, you know, fistula. Not one or two, you know, he got three. You know. He put his finger in, he turned one round, he said got three. Uh, then the three, uh, he said, when he was doing the surgery, uh, the last one, take a while, he said. Uh, so, it end up four hours. You know. That's why I know when they put the anesthesia, or what they call, is it called anesthesia? Uh, when they knock you off. Uh, actually, I can maintain awareness if I want to. So, when he said ready, I said ready. Yeah. Then he count. When he count, I maintain it when, uh, until seven. No. Then I decide no point. I said, I might as well let him knock me out. I want to find out what it is. After I let off my awareness, uh, pop straight away, black. Uh, but this is not Nibbana. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> You've got no memory of what happened at all. Because the anesthesia uh, or the chloroform or whatever they use uh, actually numb the part of the brain that is responsible for all the memory. Uh, 
and that's all not. Like, like they completely knock you off. So I remember after four hours, I didn't know it was four hours, I thought maybe not that long. Then when I regained consciousness, I was admitted at one something before 2 p.m. I look at the watch, 6 p.m. ready, four hours. Then I felt good because I, I don't feel anything at all. Yeah, I was under that anesthesia. Then the surgeon came. He said, you are lucky. He said, I managed to clear all the three for you. He said, but it took a while. He said. So luckily the anesthesia guy, he said, he know how to put long enough, four hours. He said, enough time for him to do. Then he, he told me to actually uh, do that one. They call it uh, salt water. Uh, he said half an hour. Uh, I sat there for almost 45 to 50 minutes, I think. Uh, yeah, I feel very good when I sit there. <laughs> yeah, that thing operator. Eh? Actually, I don't feel pain at all, nothing at all. But it's the healing process that people worry about. I'm supposed to take a plane, which is 21 hour you know, to LA. You know? uh, but that time, I know how to meditate. That's why I, when he asked me, you need the ring or not? Oh, I said, no need. After the second day, uh, I can feel that it's okay already. Uh, I, I can. And then he teach me and my wife how to do the flushing and the cleaning. Uh, so luckily my wife helped me. So because of that, I went through there. Then I know when they really knock you off, you completely open. But that is not Nibbana, please. <laughs> but the Nibbana, that, the form of my goal, you know, is different. Uh, the cessation, a lot of things happen. Uh, the brain all shut down everything then it go in yeah. that one no need chloroform nothing on yeah. no need to numb anything on it just cease yeah. that how it come out beautiful yeah. but this one under anesthesia the chloroform one uh, you come out you cannot witness the nibbana come out on that thing on uh. you, know, uh, you just become conscious again <laughs> straight away <laughs> yeah. so the whole process is but that blank period that four hour no memory nothing is in a way similar but it's not really that thing yeah. we have the one that go in and come out one the form and mind understand how that thing is and he let you see the creation process and how the cessation go in also even know yeah. but the one through this uh, numbing one is different so because of that, this noble truth, the three right view, with regards to karma, you don't take care of karma, don't develop that right view and right understanding, you cannot endure, you cannot confront, there is no way normal living being can actually go through it. So most of them suffer. And how much you suffer depends on your karmic past, that's not. and also your dhamma understanding. If you have good coming past and good dhamma understanding, most of the time you don't have to suffer so much. You will meet the right doctor, you will meet the right people, and you will recover beautifully. And then you will know how to endure all this, and you will have no problem. That's why ability to endure and severe. Severe means through wisdom, you severe it through understanding, you liberate your mind. Because the consciousness are moment to moment, Feeling remain as pure feeling. 
only when you deliberately allow it to grasp and cling and hold, then that thing become like very, very severe, very severe. Yeah. So the second turning is very beautiful. This noble truth of Dukkha is to be understood. To understand it, you have to go through, uh, like what you did. Although it's not you, your mother, but it's beautiful, yeah? related to you. Yeah. So all this understanding is what the cultivation is. When you cultivate accordingly, like I always say, the second turning, this noble truth or dukkha is to be understood, means you can only understand when there is condition for you to witness it, understand it, and experience it. Yeah. So either yourself going through that injury or that, that sickness or disease or what. Then like now, I'm going through those aging phase. And before I reach this, my father already shared with me a lot of things. And asked me to take care or whatever. So when I attend to them, even my mother, I actually learn a lot of things from them. But the body is the body, like he said. Song say you can see the mother. But the mother don't have the dhamma those thing. You see the way they go through aging, old age, sickness, and the suffering. They actually cannot cope one. But when the loved one is with them, they felt better. And as well, like the son, song, and the sister. When you take care of them, that's why this is your karmic inheritance, philopiety, care, and all those things. So when you do all this. You actually give them hope, give them joy, give them faith and all those things. So they can actually benefit. So all these are related to real life happening or what we call uh, real life Dhamma, the living Dhamma. So understanding all this can actually bring forth very penetrative wisdom that will lead to the awakening to the first noble truth reality. We call it Yoniso Manasikara. That's why that code 97 is very good. The first and second turning wisdom, that is the one you need. Uh, then from there, you can see, like he saw the three right view, the law of karma, the Paticca Samupada, uh, means you can see how suffering comes to be, how the arising of the mental hindrance, how the attachment, the craving, the clinging, the grasping and all those things. Because without that awareness nature, you cannot witness all this. You cannot understand all this. Uh, very good. Continue. Huh? So, uh, another four minutes. Uh, very fast. Uh, never mind. Uh. Mm. 我我我在一個半月在馬六甲照顧他的時候,呃,go yeah, 
瑞啊，那个第六个的那个啊啊那个阿维加索大的时候，跟第七哦，我才知道 ，no wonder。当我在跟他讲话的时候，我会很想，你会来。啊，顾到他的感受，对对对你你讲话小小声，不会去 hurt 他，对对就是要顺啊 ，strain there， 嗯，要 sense strain。然后我过后，就是我我我在 serve 他的时候，我也发现到，怎么我也不一样了的？啊、对，我讲以前我不是这样的，呀、yeah. ，哦，以前我不是这样的，是吧？我看到我姐姐，哇，我姐姐就是以前的我，大声小声，大声小声，啊，不，我没有，我就很很很和小小声的。Full of understanding and patience. You can attend to them, talk to them very nicely, hold their hand, and let them feel the good feeling and all those things. So the joy and all these things, and this is what Dhamma is all about. That's why that understanding develop the transformation in the individual, the sense restraint because you become sensitive.、Uh, then you understand the law of karma relationship. Philopiety and other things. Then you sometimes can also reflect on what they have done for us. They give us life. They provide for us, care for us, sacrifice for us when we were young. And this is what the mother will do for their children. So now is the time for you to care for them, to develop the what they call love and what they call.、Uh, Compassion towards whatever they go through, because aging, disease, and sickness, these are reality that living being has to confront. And the one that is confronting is our parents. What more? That's why we will go all out to understand them, to care for them, and to provide for them, and to really talk to them in a way that they feel very good.、Yeah. Where this is to give them back that joy, that happiness, that most living beings fail to receive from their own children or loved ones. So these are very beautiful understanding and sharing. Very good. Ah, I have found out. Ah, eh, 怎么我在跟他讲话的时候哦，很多的 love， 很多的 compassion， 哈，整个就是不一样。等我呃，每一天晚上我都有跟他做按摩，因为他的脚很痛。等我每天晚上做按摩，等又跟他换那个啊啊，跟他换那个伤口的药。当我每当我一打开，他的那个 operation 的伤口有八寸这样长。等那个医生用那个 stapler 跟他啊，我就看到，哇，我的哥哥不敢看，每个人都不敢去摸，不敢哇，我就每一天就跟他洗，就跟他说。But the moment 我每一天一看到那个伤口，我跟他洗的时候。我里面很 deep 的一种感觉就是，这个是一个卡密来的， yeah, yeah, yeah. 就是说我他要 go through 的，对对要还债的啊，他要他是还债的，不，我我不这么，我每天去洗的时候我就讲，这是要还的，是这样子哦。然后我就每天跟他做按摩，因为他跌倒了很多那个黑青，然后我就是去按摩，等他就哦就跟我谈天。然后，我来有一天就讲，哇，你以后哈可以去做按摩师了哈，<笑>就来那种过程啊， yeah, yeah, 我就觉得哇，很很
like very 呃，讲讲就是很 lovely 的哈、yeah, ，就就是这样子的谈天，每一天晚上就这样子，然后我就跟他哈，那 after 按摩好了，给他穿袜子，给他盖被啊，给他去睡觉，来，他就是 during that that period， 他就很 trust 我 ，Yeah Yeah Yeah， 就 they feel the joy， Yeah， 对对对，他什么事情都叫我 ，Your own children taking care of you with sincerity and understanding。That's why they were known and they feel you one. That's why my mother, my father, they like me.、Uh, especially my mother when I held her hand, oh, she feel very good.、Uh, she felt very good. <laughs> so yeah, 就这一次我回去了以后，然后我对这个大妈的 understanding， 哇，又的看法完全不一样，不一样。因为是从你去 action 了，嗯，你在因为我在 serve 在 action 的这个过程里面，我 understand 的这个答案嘛，而不是在只是单单的只是做 contemplation， 只是做 reflection。其实是因为你的 body 是 in the action， in serving， then 你可以 actual 的去 feel 到，好去看到。对那种 under 对达曼的 understanding 是完全的不一样的、啊，不一样了，很深了的、啊。这个就是那个 second turning 的呃、uh, depth， the depth of the second。Under the second turning， this first noble truth， the Buddha say is to be understood。How can you understand it？ You have to confront it， or you have to attend to somebody whom you love or close to you， and then you can。Actually, develop the understanding, because when you are mindful, aware, observant, all this understanding will surface. Then your love, your compassion, your philosophy, your ability to have this type of what they call、uh, understanding to help people actually become very different. That's why that time, just like what Song went through. Actually, that time, ah,、uh, you hold them, ah,、uh, you feel very good, you know. Although is my mother, my father, they very, especially my mother, that time, eighty nine years old, even eighty seven, I actually、uh, accompany her go up the staircase. I saw her coming down very slow. Then she need support, I help her. She felt very good. Yeah. Then she told me, is it? Ah, now go to mall. She need the wheelchair already. But short distance she can walk.、Uh, then she will talk to you very nicely, share a lot of things with you. That's why when you attend to them, they actually appreciate.、Uh, the joy is there. Very good, Sadhu. Very good. Very good. 啊，时间大了，不然听得 sharing 到尽。OK 啦，你 rejoice first 啊，你要 summarize 啊，啊，啊，有什么要 summarize？ 嗯。我这一次呃回去了，我这次看到了以后，我觉得这个啊，菩提达嘛是非常的重要。对对对。呃 ，without understanding， 哇，这个你 go through 这个 life，especially 这个 reality 的时候，真的是一个 suffering。对对对,对。所以那个 understanding 一定是。哦、oh, ，very very very important，、mm. especially the wisdom。对，所以我是觉得我们很 lucky， 我们能够有这个机会来接触到这个佛法。嗯，哦 ，especially the brother 就一直在，好，我们一直每个礼拜来上课，来、yeah, 来、yeah, yeah. like、understanding， 来、like、deepens， 来、like、cultivate。是哦，我觉得我们每一个人一定要去呃，在努力的去力呃，努力一定要。Otherwise，、yeah. 当我们每一个人一定会 go through 这个啊，这个 first reality 的时候 ，first number two 啊 ，first 
noble truth, the reality 的时候、uh, ，without wisdom 的时候，真的是一个苦。Yeah. Suffering, oh, 真的是一个苦。你去医院你就看到了，非常的多。对对对，但是玄奥是，这是苦如因治，不但我治，你也要治。Means not only I know or understand what it is, you also have to understand it. Otherwise, you suffer. Is it? That's why the Mandarin expression is very good. I can remember what he said that time. This is cooling tears. Oh, very beautiful.、Uh, you must also understand it.、Uh, not only I understand, you must also understand. It's very beautiful. That time was 1986 or when I heard this. Uh, uh, then uh, you ask、uh, Alicia or my wife to read the Mandarin one. Very nice.、Uh, 你你拿来读那个 second turning， 呃、uh, ，不就是、second、第二转是吧？啊、第二转。呃，此事苦汝应知。啊。呃，此事急汝应断。断啊。此事灭汝应正。正啊。此事道汝应修。修啊、嗯。对。So the fourth turning, the expression is very good, but this one is just the expression of the second turning by Sakyamuni. But when Xuanhua explains, it's very good. He elaborate on it.、Uh, so all these are very beautiful. When you have the understanding, you listen to the one that have the Dhamma explain to you. It really go in. I remember 1986. That's why after I heard that, I straight away、uh, knew the four turning, ah,、uh, the four noble truths, the three turning, the Mahayana and the Theravada, slight different. But they are beautiful,、uh, and that one nobody need to teach me, you know. My nature from the past understand it very fast.、Uh. Okay, let us rejoice, ah,、uh. sadu, sadu, sadu. Okay, we shall share merits,、uh. then we end, ah.、Uh. Akasata cebumata devanaga mahindika punyang tang anemoditwa. Cirang rakan tulo kasasana etawata jamehi sampadan punya sampadan sabi dewa anumodantu sabesampati sidia idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo Idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo dewo wasatu kali na sa sesampati hetu cha pito bawa tu loko cha raja bawa tu damiko imina punyang kami na mami balas sama kamu. Satang samagamo hotu yawa divana patiya sadu sadu sadu. Okay, y'all can now pay respect mindfully to Lord Buddha, Guanyin Buddhisatta, and all the worthy ones.、Eh? Then we end the whole session. Sadu. <laughs>